This is episode 164 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Welcome to episode 164 of the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. Today I have Cameron Griffith on the show and Cameron came on the show for a number of reasons. Number one, he's investing in Burlington and has been for quite some time, which is immediately interesting because Burlington's always been a tough market to invest in due to cash flow restrictions. Uh, But beyond that, Cameron talks a lot about growing his mindset and how he's shifted from thinking small to thinking much bigger. He's decided to take up some coaching and mentoring, and he's now found his lane, as he might call it, And he's gotten himself into Airbnb arbitrage, something that uh, is very lucrative. And I've had many different people come on the show and talk about that and how much money it can actually generate. A couple examples would be Spencer and Ashley and Aaron Bay and Ariana Yu. Uh, Those are great episodes if you also want to check them out. And in this episode, Cam talks about what he learned from them and then what he's also implemented himself and how he's getting deals done, including a case study, which he shares here, that's making some pretty amazing cash flow. So you're not going to want to miss this one. Just before we jump into the episode, as always, I want to recommend that you go right back to episode one if you're new to real estate investing and new to this podcast. Uh, There's just so many great guests that have been on here and so much knowledge that's been dropped for free. And uh, you might as well take advantage of it. It will absolutely make a difference that I am very confident in. And if you wouldn't mind, if you're on YouTube, hit the like, subscribe, and notification bell. And if you are an audio listener, if you wouldn't mind rating and reviewing this podcast, five stars would be greatly appreciated. It'll just help more people to find the show. So thanks so much for tuning in. Without further ado, let's jump into episode 164 with Cam Griffith. Hello, and welcome to the Andrew Hines Real Estate Investing Podcast. I have Cam Griffith on the show Cam, we met here. Uh, well, we met in Burlington, a fellow Burlingtonian, and you are up to a lot of different stuff. I know elevator mechanic is somewhere there in the background or or was part of your journey. But um, why don't you just uh, take it from the top and uh, tell me a little bit about how you started in real estate investing and how you got to what you're doing right now? Well, Andrew, I guess uh, start start at tender age of 18, 19. I, I started paying rent at home. I wasn't uh, afforded to be a trust fund baby in Burlington. There's lots of uh, lots of university goers, post-education after high school, and I didn't come down that road. I was raised in a trade family. My whole family is in the elevator trade, elevator mechanics. So I followed that route, um, bought, a, bought a house at tender age of 20, closed it on like my 21st birthday, um, and I started house hacking um, unintentionally. Just, just doing it to make ends meet. Um, I had a lot of good influence from my family to, to buy a house young, uh, which was very, very, very good. Um, so started house hacking, being in trades, renovated it. Uh, good friend at Harb's Plumbing, as you know, you've interviewed TJ Harb, got the bug in my ear. Let's pour some equity up in this place, put a bath in the basement. Started to gain traction and knowledge on how much power real estate really had. Um, after about two years, I sold that place and I bought my childhood home that I grew up in off, off my mother in Burlington privately. It was something I kind of envisioned. And now that I, I look, path, look, in the, look back and see how I even, even saw that opportunity, um, it was really smart move of me. And I just kind of kept the ball rolling, bought that, continued house hacking, had my brother in there with me, met my beautiful wife. And then we just renovated that, pushed up the equity found out about refinance through, uh, through one of my partners in real estate and just, just kept the ball rolling. Um, got into rentals in Burlington, uh, not cause it was easy. 
but it was close and we could, we had the unfair advantage of working on projects ourselves. I have electrical background, best friends, a plumber. So we said, that's our advantage. That's our unfair advantage. We have one ups on people and uh, we found tenants before we found places, the old, the old wrong way to do things. Uh, my wife's grandmother and stuff, and it all worked out great, but now you look back at it, it's, it's, you would structure things a little bit differently. And we just kept the ball rolling. Uh, just trying to find my, just trying to find my lane. Now there's so much in real estate, as you know, there's so many shiny objects. So I've tried a little, a little bit of everything out and really starting to get focused now, uh, find my lane, find my direction and, uh, definitely had some help with that. That didn't come naturally. So did you end up selling any of these places? Are you still holding on to all of them? What's, what's uh, your portfolio look like right now? Uh, I've got about 10 doors right now. It will will shrink. Uh, we sold a few and there's a few more being sold. I'm really changing up my strategy. Uh, I've approached mentorship this year, in the past year, and it's helped drastically. So I'm really just trying to get specific, find my lane and just find out what I'm good at. And I think I think we've done that. So we have sold a few properties. It didn't make sense, especially in Burlington. You're talking about $1.3 million single family dwellings. They would yeah. make sense on Airbnb. But I could put that capital to work so much, so much better uh, in a better way. Well, and you're going to have the challenges with financing those too, right? Like that is the problem a lot of people are going to have in Canada, in Ontario specifically, is like, what do you do with a $1.3 million single family home? Like you're going to have such a hard time finding rents that'll justify that, that value. And if you yeah. can't get the rents, then you're not going to get the mortgage that's going to support that value. So then you're going to be really equity inefficient. No, you could just take that money and you know bring it down to Florida and put it to work and get it doing uh, get it doing a lot more for you. So uh, yeah, I could I can definitely see the the challenge with that. Now, when we met, like I think you had just messaged me and you said, "Hey, I got a fourplex I just bought, not far from my house in Burlington," and uh, that's that was sort of what we we started kind of going through. Did you end up keeping that one? That is sold, but sold. Uh, we still sold, still stuck, stuck with the city. Unfortunately, we're just waiting to clear things up with that. And then, uh, mm-hmm. it'll be, it'll be out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, that wasn't the intention, but we, we tried to add a fifth unit really got, really got the, uh, really got the fist from the city. So we just pivot and move. And I think that's one of, one of my advantages in, in real estate. I'm willing to do that. Admit you made not a mistake, but things didn't go yeah. as you planned and just, just, uh, call it as it is. Right. Don't try to hang on to something that's dying. So this was uh, a purpose-built fourplex with a decent height basement. I remember being in that basement. I think I remember you telling me you're going to put a, a unit down there. Did is that something you tried to do uh, without the permit, or is or is that with the permit? <laughs> we, won't go, we won't go into any details, but yeah, we we, we like to be ambitious. Sometimes yeah. uh, it's easier to uh, yeah. beg for forgiveness and to ask for permission, as you would say. Yeah, um, it is true. It sometimes works in, <laughs> it works in some places, but. Uh, we've treated our tenants well, but I think the noise maybe got to them a little bit. Oh, so there is there is a there is a unit down there, Andrew. It's just uh, yeah. it's going to be a shared office space. Uh, as oh, how okay. It. So we've we've got that. We're literally we've had a we've had a few uh, back and forth to the city. Uh, we just had a revision, and everything should be clear now. We're literally just waiting for the thumbs up. So oh, so you should be able to actually unit. actually finish it. Oh, one hundred percent. It's just how we're, how we're, how we're kind of directing our business now. It just doesn't make mm-hmm. sense that that fifth unit that was what justified the buy and it didn't work out. So we'll, uh, we're still going to do well with appreciation. We bought it mm-hmm. the part vendor take back and we bought it empty other than one unit. So we filled the whole place. Yeah. Up. 
Like, are, are you comfortable like sharing some ballpark numbers of that building um, just for context, uh, like what you yeah, paid for it? Yeah. I think we paid 1.85. We got yeah. a VTB of about 300. Okay. Um, we've paid that off since. Got a new mortgage, uh, restructured everything. Um, rents are 2300 That includes parking. Uh, so 2300 per unit. Per unit? Yes, correct. That's correct. solid rent. So that, you're, you're up around, that, what, almost 9000 or nine nine and change. Correct. Okay. Correct. So that includes that obviously includes parking. There's there's two parking spots for every tenant there, which is pretty friendly. Um, and that fifth unit was really going to give us our cash flow, solidify things, let us ride it for the long term. Mm-hmm. And with it being shared, we can still work, but we're thinking uh, we're we're gaining new advantages, we're gaining new mindsets, we're seeing the power we have, and we're we've raised the building, we've done a small amount of work on it, uh, mm-hmm. nothing crazy, but we made it look pretty. So we're thinking, should we try a new technique, lift, lift equity in buildings and just, just call this a loss essentially, but it's not a loss. We still done very well. Um, but just, just not the direction. It's not going to pull us the direction with the, the shared office space in the basement. Oh, okay. So you're, you're basically, um, are you, are you suggesting that you're actually going to look for, for buildings like this in the future to sort of flip? You're just going to go in, add some value and sell them. That's what we're trying. Uh, my partner has a lot of contacts off market being in buildings and stuff, as you know, you've interviewed TJ. Uh, so we, we've got a few things in the pipeline. I, I like, I got the gift of the gab. So I, I speak to people all the time, always trying to get things going. So, uh, you know, with good fortune, we should be able to line a couple up in the near future. Uh, we see them coming and we're just trying to prepare mm-hmm. ourselves accordingly. So, yeah. I, you mentioned mindset and uh, how your mindset had changed. Can you give me any specific examples or lines of thinking that have changed and how they changed, what cued it and, you know, give me the story. Well, I, yeah, well, like I have a mentor, uh, Ben Humble. I'm sure you, you know him. I joined the cash flow tribe with my wife, mainly because my wife's had a career change as well. Uh, she was a nurse, which has happened in a lot of years. I'm sure, you know, so she's wanted to dabble in this full time. And I, since I had a lot of background in construction, renovating already in real estate for so long, I wanted to ensure as she grows, she understands every, every aspect of it. And we started at ground zero with the cash flow tribe, teaching her purchase and sales agreements, renovations, everything I've been telling her, but in a legal format on paper, I can kind of just spiel. So she's, she's growing with me too, which is essential. I've been lucky enough to run into other people yourself where credit is due, Andrew. I think it was the conversation in the fourplex basement. I put a lot of sweat equity in. I was still at my full-time job then as an elevator mechanic. I was, uh, with Otis Elevator at the Oakville Hospital. I was stationed there full-time. I had 37 elevators to take care of, and I put sweat equity on the weekends. That was my advantage, uh, the unfair advantage to stay in Burlington. Um, you kind of turned my mind, showing that it wasn't an advantage. It was actually holding me back. Uh, so I started to delegate then. I can still go put out the garbage. I can still do all these things, but I pay a helper to do that now. And it kind of got the ball rolling. And the, the more I followed you, the more I followed other investors... I saw the only way to grow was to kind of let go and to grow your mind. Uh, keeping busy is one thing, but you're just keeping busy. And I think sometimes the trades teach you that. You got long days, you, you put in the grit. Uh, I wouldn't be here without that. But if I wanted to take that next jump, I knew I had to grow my mindset in that sense. And I think I told you I was going to manage the lawn or we'll, we'll find someone. We hadn't had to cut the lawn yet at that fourplex. And you're like, you're going to cut the lawn, dude? Like what the, and I remember looking at you, I didn't know you, we just met. And I'm like, 
you walked out of that building. I never cut that lawn. It was two weeks later. I said to DJ, I'm like, I'm not cutting this lawn. And it really got the ball turning. I already knew that, that, that I shouldn't be doing that, but it's got that, got that, that got to me, got me where I was. So I, I was just following what I knew, but luckily enough, I recognize when I'm wrong and when I can grow. And I saw like, there's no way I'm growing uh, by doing this. I, I can only have so many fourplexes and cut so many lawns. How am I supposed to grow doing this? That's not, that's not sustainable at all. And I saw it early. Yeah. So I was grateful for that. Well, I'm, I'm glad that had that impact. I forgot that we had that conversation, but it came back to me as you said it. Um, you know, I think that, yeah, firing yourself is huge. What can you fire yourself at today? And I think that cutting your lawn is one of the easy things. Um, I forget, I, I've heard so many people talk about this and, and how you can look at a job and say, um, is it easy to explain? Is it something that's very repetitive? Uh, doesn't require a lot of critical thinking. Those are the most delegatable jobs. So you know, lawn cutting, snow shoveling, those are the, the easy ones. It gets more complicated as you go into bookkeeping and then, you know, strategic decision making. So good that you're you're kind of starting there. Like I I think that that's, uh, that's critical. And obviously now you've freed up some time. So you're not working as, as uh, an elevator mechanic anymore. No, I'm not. I, I uh, made a personal decision um, a little, little while ago that I would step away. I had a lot of opportunity in front of me um, and I just decided to take it. I maybe some, I guess when you start to make other people in your family and your circle uncomfortable, in my opinion, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I was doing that and I knew that was a jump I needed to take. And it, when I did it, it just solidified it that I'm making the right step because I'm, I'm, I'm making people uncomfortable. Uh, I'm here with <laughs> family. What are you doing? It's, yeah. it's, uh, they, they, you know, I had so much support that got me started, but in order to make the next jump, I had to change. I had to do something different yeah. and, uh, I'll, I'll make things happen. I think, you know, sink or swim, you'll, you'll learn if yeah. you've got good swimming skills real, real fast. So for a lot of people that would put a lot of stress on them, right? I mean, you would have had a salary you're walking away from now, presumably you have, you know, some real estate deals closing where you're going to have some cash that you can sit on for a while. How does that look for you? I mean, are you at a point where you're getting rental income on XYZ properties? That's enough to cover your expenses or are you you digging into your reserves and still strategically making moves? Oh, at the time I was pretty much covered, but since then the mind's grown so much, I keep pushing myself. So I pushed myself right out of that being covered by my cash flow, and I decided to pivot and move. So I'm kind of in the transition where my cash flow is covering my lifestyle before. Uh, in order to grow, I I knew I wanted to grow um, and to fuel starting up another business, capital for that. Maybe I should sell a few properties, x the cash flow, go heavy, and just restructure. Some people wouldn't be able to do that. It has been stressful, um, but I believe that's one of my strengths mm-hmm. is uh, uh, just dealing with that stress. I started paying rent, rent at 18. So mm-hmm. I grew up really, really young and I learned very, very fast. I get comfortable very quickly where I am. And I, I'm starting to see that's really, really a uh, strength of mine. And my partner is the same way. Um, so I, I just just made the jump. You, you, I had to change something. I could just be doing the same old normal, and so much changed in the world. And unfortunately, uh, you know, my position was possibly in jeopardy at the Oakville Hospital, uh, and I didn't want to head Hamilton Way, take a maintenance route in Hamilton as an elevator mechanic. I'd worked to get to where I was. I was uh, I kind of plateaued, mm-hmm. and I wasn't going backwards in the elevator trade. That was not going to help 
helped my, right. my mindset, yeah. my life. Uh, and it wasn't taking me the trajectory I wanted to be. I, I knew where I wanted to go. So I just made the decision and uh, just, just went for it. So where do you see yourself? Like what, what do you see as being next? What's the big plan or what's the, even what's the current strategy? I guess that's a multi-part question. Def- definitely going to uh, sole focus on our short-term rental business. I started up a short-term rental business, Airbnb specifically to start out with. Um, we're going to expand on other platforms in the long-term. Um, I, I, what, I, what, I, what mentorship really helped me with um, was providing value. Um, my partner had a lot of value. He was giving to me. I was putting in sweat equity, providing a value in that sense, and obviously capital with deals and finding money. Mm-hmm. But if I wanted to step away from the sweat equity, what value was I then pr- providing that he couldn't get from somewhere else who just had funds? So thankfully, mentorship uh, showed me that when you provide value, uh, you'll do more business, your business will grow, yeah. and it will grow with good intention. So I, I said, how can I provide value? And me being the property manager, putting the sweat equity, I saw our biggest pain point. In Burlington, we always get paid great tenants, but when they're paying twenty three hundred, they like to complain about a few things. People are paying fifteen hundred, twelve hundred wouldn't complain about. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's it's nothing bad, but I just said if we could get out of this, we'd have better return on income. I could maybe profit off that on my side as well, and make uh, my partner's uh, scalability a lot easier uh, by possibly making units short term rentals in the future. I thought that's how I could provide value. And it's, it started to work out that way. Okay. So, so you're we, actually taking projects that you and TJ are working on and you're, you're uh, transitioning them into short-term rentals. Yes. If he, if he's willing to let me, um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's working right now. And he sees it as Cameron, you always took care of all the tenants. If you're saying this is the best way now I'm completely hands off. Yeah. I, he knows the landlord tenant board in and out, just like we, we all know you, 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 you present the pros and the cons of an Airbnb arbitrage let alone his partner and his wife are running it. It's pretty much a no brainer to him. Um, yeah. he, he, he didn't see any issues with that, but what, we're, what we really need to do now is try to expand with that, find different clientele yeah. and try to get in other people's pockets as well. Well, this is the thing. I mean, I think so Spencer and Ashley, I think they've been on the podcast. You probably are familiar with them. They do that. And, uh, you got Aaron Bay and Ariana, they, they're doing that. Um, it seems like there's a lot of, a lot of profit to be to be done there, and you're absolutely right that once you show a track record and you know you kind of expand. If you're doing it, um, you're going to be able to expand. You're going to be able to find more people that are interested in that, and it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty um, easy value proposition to make. Uh, the way Aaron makes it, if you've heard him say, "Well, who's going to clean your place deep clean twice a week?" But me, you know what I mean. I'll, I'll be, who's going to do minor maintenance? But me, no one would do that, right? So I guess for you, working on your own properties first are the ones you do with TJ first. Now you can show him, you know, show that you've got a hopefully super host rating and uh, you know stuff like that is going to help you. Is that sort of the plan? Yeah, yeah, we got the super host rating. That was priority number one, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, just just keep growing. So it just kind of happened on the fly, Andrew. And now we're seeing with my wife, she loves designing. She, she actually, in, she enjoys the hospitality aspect of it. She truly does like giving someone uh, a great place to stay and provide them, uh, you know, provide them an experience as well. Um, certain units will be different than others. Obviously, like straight vacation spots, rentals, yeah. and vacation destinations will be a different type of experience you're going to get. But right now we have a three units downtown Burlington, as you know, on Brand Street. And that was our first go at it. And it's been, uh, it's been working out great. So, okay. Yeah. This ironic. is the one TJ talked about, I think when he was, uh, 
Yes. Was he planning yeah, on I selling can... that? And you've have you convinced sold him to give it? Yeah. Sold to you? Uh, no, no, not to no, me. Uh, yeah, yeah. We 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 sold our we sold the share to a developer. Um, okay. They they kind of knocked on the door when we bought it. They tried to buy the contract off of us after uh, the assignment rights. We 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 brushed them off. They called us a couple times, and then I guess they called TJ so many times. He's like, "Listen, you got to go down and see these guys. They're mm-hmm. they're buzzing me once a week." Went down and met with them, and we were we plan to continue arbitraging with them. They've agreed to that. They've said to us, "Wow, we usually board windows up when we take a building over, getting ready to build." Uh, they bought the post office on Brand Street. Okay, that 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 actually horseshoes around our property. They're on the left side of us and the right side of us. Yeah. So they they really had no choice but to get us, and they said we won't even put tenants in there. We will board up the windows. The fact that you are a business, you don't live there, you're not going to squat. And when we say we're ready to build, you'll respect that, and you'll have the building vacant. We'd love you to stay. Uh, they were kind of licking their chops when they found out we had a furnished rental business in there. And Ooh. part of the owners, the owners essentially were own the business and own part of the building. They, yeah. they, they were like no brainer. So I, I've touched base them since they, they, it closes in another month and full ambition on uh, full ambition on continuing that. They said but you're already so arbitraging it. And that's already happening. Correct. Or well, so you're already renting it on Airbnb. It will become arbitrage once you once you yes. uh, have sold it. Correct. Yeah. And and I feel like you're the guy to negotiate that deal. <laughs> just you get in their face and and uh, I mean you just didn't need to be heard. I think the hardest part with this Airbnb strategy, the arbitrage strategy, is getting past the obvious objection. Not a chance. You know, when somebody says Airbnb, my place, no way. And then it, like if you if you lead with that, you're pretty much screwed, right? I think you got to, how would you feel if I gave you, you know, an opportunity to make uh, X, Y, Z on this property with absolutely zero headaches and don't have to deal with, you know, the normal parts of being a landlord. I think that's probably a softer entry into the discussion than um, how would you like to rent it out to me so I can Airbnb it? How did you approach that? Um, Well, it's failed and it's worked. Uh, there are some people that just won't see it. I've uh, I've parted ways with properties recently because it wasn't going to work, and that's the only lane way I want to choose now. I've picked my lane. I know what we want to do. We've gotten specific, and I'm mm-hmm. no longer managing properties. Don't plan on hiring a property manager in Burlington if it's not Airbnb. It's in my portfolio. It's not meant to be for me anymore. And I can understand why people don't understand it or wouldn't want it. But if you're really, really educated around it, specifically Aaron Bay has mentioned in detail, you state those facts that he mentions, best tenant ever, deep cleaning every week, rents on time, no landlord tenant board, no nuisance calls. There should be no reason if you wanted to continue on with the property, you wouldn't see that as a viable option. Yeah. But I think with age, the age gap, that Airbnb, like you said, it just might not resonate with some people the same way. It just, just, just may not. Unfortunately, I think polish is going to be huge, right? Like, I mean, everything coming down to how you, how you're dressed, what you drive up in, how you speak, and showing them, hey, look, I'm a super host. Do you think I want to lose this? The only way I keep the super host is if your place stays in fantastic shape, and if your place looks great every day, every time. So this is truly headache-free. You're not going to find that anywhere else, but you're right. Some people, they just, they won't be able to get past their reservations about that. Uh, but again, hopefully get them hooked before they realize you're talking about Airbnb and you should be, <laughs> you should be okay. Sure. I'll, I'll try to spin things around next time. I'm taking a little side notes here. So let's go to Andrew. Oh, did, did you lead with Airbnb? Oh, that's, that's a big <laughs> I no. <may> have. I <laughs> <may have. laughs> um, 
you know, the, the, the if close, it's like a pre-close. If I could show you a way to do this, this, and this without having to do any of this, is that something you'd be interested in hearing about? That's, uh, that's the way I'd approach it. Not saying that I've actually had that conversation, but I mean, doesn't matter, man. You got into the conversations, throw enough, enough stuff at a wall, eventually something sticks. And uh, that's the most important part. Just keep trying, keep trying. You figure and you refine as you go. Yeah. A lot of smart investors out there. So a lot of them will recognize that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they see, they'll see that you're, you're uh, ambitious, right? Like you're clearly not a deadbeat. You're, you're trying to build something for yourself. They're going to see that. That's what they did. Right. I mean, most investors are entrepreneurs, so they get it. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay. So do you mind walking me through some Airbnb numbers in Burlington? Like what it looks like? Yeah, absolutely. man. I got the pro forma here for, is that the one we want to talk about or do you have another one? Yeah, we can, yeah we can do the pro forma for mm-hmm. uh, brain yeah. street there. Being a so it's a triplex. How big yeah. are the units? Like, what are they like? Uh, it's two two bedrooms mm-hmm. and one one bedroom in the basement. Okay. Everything was fully renovated, furnaces turned turned upside down. Uh, the whole unit landscaping, steps out front, uh, you know, paint doors, windows, bathrooms, kitchens. So the whole building was turned over, including common spaces were cleaned up. Um, so it was brought to its highest and best value. Um, Mm-hmm. I guess right here. Did you guys are... do that? Or was that, is that the way you yes. bought it? Yes. Ah, does that kind of hurt to know that they're just going to tear it down? <laughs> it, it does. It does. But I'm seeing how we could put our capital to work better now. Um, and I've also changed my, my whole direction. So I would still like to obtain buy and holds. Uh, absolutely. But numbers make sense in so many other places. And my capital can go so much further. And I'm, I'm mm-hmm. aware of that now. I'm not trying to be ignorant to that. And I think, I think, um, when you grow, which I like to think I keep doing, it's so easy just to keep in the norm. And mm-hmm. I keep convincing myself what I'm doing is the easy way. I'm, I'm investing mm-hmm. in around the corner for me. I'm doing everything the easy way. It's actually, it's, it's harder to invest out of town in a, in a comfort stand, standpoint, not physically harder. It should grow to be easier, but in a comfort standpoint. So I'm looking at, well, if I could take my capital, keep growing, keep growing my mindset, give myself more tools, tools in my belt, essentially to where I feel comfortable. I have networks outside of this, just this region, because I'm so uh, one dimensional. I recognize that you could take two, one, two things away from me in Burlington. And I'm just, just like you, right. Uh, or just, just like, I'm sorry, I apologize anyone else where I don't have my unfair advantages anymore. And how am I going to compete, mm-hmm. especially with things growing so quickly, prices growing so quickly in competition in the GTA. I, mm-hmm. I just said, I, I I'm real. Uh, you, you could take a couple things away from me and I am just as, just like in the same pool as everyone else. And mm-hmm. I won't survive. I won't, this will not last. This won't be, right. won't be a long haul. So I, I recognize that. Uh, Burlington's done so much for me, helped me grow to get me where I am, but I, I needed to change things up if I actually wanted to do this full time and it's not an option now. It has to happen. So, uh, just, just need to keep the finger on the pulse and change direction. So that's kind of what I decided to do. Well, the nice thing is so both, both you and your wife are switching away from, uh, you know, full-time jobs, the Airbnb arbitrage way seems to be a good way to replace an income. Like there's you, there, you can get enough cash flow out of that model in a lot of cases for, for a lot of people. I'm not saying that's necessarily the case for you, but I've seen it a lot where people can, can turn that into a full-time income quite quickly. And, yes, yeah. you know, not, not that you necessarily needed that, but um, you know, sure, sure makes things easier when you live in Burlington and, you know, a, a really crappy house is over a million dollars now. So, yeah. And it, it, you put a lot less capital could take you a lot further, especially with the arbitrage. So if it, mm-hmm. if it, if it tends, if it tends to work, why not go with it? So it seems to be, yeah, that's a, 
that's a fantastic, it's, it's a sales strategy. You gotta, you gotta go out there and sell it. That's the hardest part. The rest of it is just operational. Once you know how to do one, you should probably know how to do many. So, um, props to you. That's awesome. So what's it look like? Um, average rent for are the two, two bedrooms, do they perform roughly the same? Yes, they do. So the two bedrooms are 180 a night. And we started actually rather, rather low um, with that being downtown, but the pandemic's played its part, Andrew, as you know. Mm -hmm. But with time, confidence, we've been in there for six months operating now, seven months operating, uh, starting to grow, uh, Sound of Music getting announced again, Mm -hmm. things opening up. You can grab a coffee, you can go down to the borough and grab some tacos. We will start to hopefully produce more more profit uh, on turning over on each unit. And uh, I think uh, I think it's just going to get better for us. So 180 a night, and are you pretty well occupied at the at that level? Yes, yeah, it's been really good, really good. Uh, specifically targeting people that are renovating in between renovations, uh, have sold the house and are mm-hmm. waiting to close, and that is exactly who we've hit almost every single time. You get the personal conversation with them. I do ask, you know, what's your meaning for your stay? My wife asks, what's the meaning yeah. for your stay? Just to get some information, right? A little bit of yeah. that before they come in and over and over and over again, uh, in between places we're yeah. renovating, we're, you know, we're in real estate as well. Uh, want to be downtown. So there really is a target market mm-hmm. for that, even though it's not a vacation rental area, obviously, right? You're not specifically yeah. a destination. Well, I know, you know, Carmen's doing, she has a few Airbnbs in Burlington and I've heard they do quite well. Um, even she'll rent them even out on 30 day stays and turn, you know, a very nice number, you know, sometimes 6,000, you know, plus per month, which is, uh, you know, just for a unit in a building. Yeah. yeah. So that's, there's a lot of potential there. What are you charging for your, your basement unit? 120 right now, but it's just, I think it just got up to 130. Okay. And with all those prices, like what are you averaging on the building per month if you kind of put it across the year? Um, looking about five thousand. Uh, if things are if things are going to be forty forty five hundred right now. Now if numbers go up. We're going to be looking at about five thousand. Uh, hopefully, yeah. With with things picking up, five thousand across all three. Yes, that would be with the thirty percent vacancy rate as well. Hmm. So how much different is that than you just renting it out? I mean, I guess you can't really with, with the arbitrage coming up. You can't just rent it out necessarily normally, but you could do like monthly Airbnb rentals. So that would be five thousand profit. That'd be five thousand profit, Andrew. Oh, five thousand profit. I'm like, I apologize. That seems low. I got no, no, no. I got, I got right to the, I got right to the real numbers. No, you're talking about like the one bedroom gross rent. Things. Yeah. What's your gross yeah. rent um, monthly across all three? Twelve six. That's better. That makes Sorry, more buddy. sense. I just, I like jumping right to the meat and bones, man. You know, <laughs> what am I thinking? Yeah. What are your, uh, so I guess like right now you got, you know, property taxes, this and that, but when, when it comes down to the arbitrage situation, what will you be paying in rent to, to, to yield your, your 12,600? 2,100. That's the whole building. So no 2,100 for the two bedrooms. Yeah. Yeah. And what do you got here? Okay. 5,800 total. 5,800 total. Okay. So, so in your arbitrage situation, so off of 12,600, I mean, you add the cleaning fee on top of that, right? 
Correct. Yeah. So that should cover basic operations. So what other expenses will you have on a monthly basis? We do have all the expenses for the building. We cover all the expenses, common areas, utilities. Okay. And we don't, we don't cover snow removal and grass. That is something I have yet to propose to the the new owners. Okay. So you're going to have, what what are your total expenses on that 12,600 you figure average monthly? Yeah. We got Enbridge gas 50 Burlington hydro 185. I got 80 for garbage removal. Mm-hmm. You're going to have and water I, as well, right? Yeah. That's, that's under the Burlington hydro. Really? You can do that for 185 for three units. Yeah. That's what I got on an you average. Yeah, tell me right your now. secret, man. <laughs> you know what? I might've, I uh, might not include the second cause I only bill you every second month for the water, right? Yeah. So then your other month would be, yeah, just add or whatever you think is respectable. It's probably 350 realistically, but yeah. So you're saying you're, you're like a thousand bucks on your expenses max. And so you're a thousand bucks on your expenses plus your rent, which is, you said 5,800. Correct. Uh, So 6,800 and you're bringing in 12,600. So that's almost, um, that's almost $6,000. It's it's been a little bit low right now because we've been a little bit bigger than thirty percent vacancy rate. This is off thirty percent vacancy rate numbers, obviously. Right, right. We were just getting traction first month. Didn't have you know getting our name out there. Didn't have anyone in there the first couple weeks. Getting your name Mm -hmm. out there. Now we're really starting to yeah. We're really starting to gain traction now. Once you get that super host status, it really helps. And telling realtors, hey, this is what we've got. Now I'm seeing Mm -hmm. realtors approach me because we're on Brand Street. I branded it a bit, put signs out there in that, uh, which, which thankfully I have people around me that I see the value in that. Obviously TJ around town, you got to get a sign out front, man. You have to, you have to make yeah. a presence known. Uh, and now I'm having people reach out to me specifically because of the branding. Hey, we've yeah. got people that have just sold. Is that available? Um, so it's really starting to turn around now. Uh, yeah. we've had someone in the basement, I think for five months, he's a, he's does very well for himself. Don't know why he's there. Keeps renewing monthly. Okay. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. So it's starting to gain traction and I, I foresee like 80, 80, 90% full once things open up and Man, once sound of music comes around, sound of music so, festival, you should be charging like 600 bucks a night or something. I'm trying to, I'm trying to, uh, like not, not get too excited. Uh, it's, it was, it was a big jump during COVID to believe in that, uh, because it's not a specific vacation spot. Yeah. Even my partners are like, you really think you can make this fly with these numbers, you know, furnish it. But I, I knew the power of Airbnb and seeing other people, knowing yeah. who, knowing the money out there. People don't want to leave town. They're renovating on Spruce, a $2 million house on Spruce. They're not going to water down to save two grand. Yeah. Like driving back to check up on the renovation, their kids play hockey in Burlington. They go to school in Burlington. They're not, they're not doing yeah. it. There's value in paying in town and staying in I town think, and paying the money to do that. I think an Airbnb can work in pretty well any city. It's, it's just not going to be people vacationing to the city, but they'll still use an Airbnb. It's not necessarily in their eyes a vacation rental, but they wanted a furnished rental and they needed it for whatever reason. And so your solution's better than a hotel because they probably have access to laundry. They have access to, you know, a living area, a dining room. They can cook in a kitchen. Like you can't do those things in a in a hotel. So I think there's definitely an advantage there. I'm I'm very much interested in the uh, the Airbnb model. Again, just Canada in general. I wasn't super keen on that, but I definitely see if it's an arbitrage scenario, that makes that makes a lot of sense. You got people who have had places for a long time. They don't necessarily love being landlords. Uh, or maybe they're fed up and you come in as their solution. I think that that's, 
I almost want to hire somebody to just cold call landlords and propose this. This is this is getting my brain going. <laughs> something, Andrew. We'll, we'll chat yeah. after. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, down here in Florida, that is my plan with the stuff I keep. I want to turn it all into Airbnb as plan A. Plan B will be monthly rental, and then you know, worst case, sell uh, stuff that's not performing uh, the way I want it to. So I definitely see um, a lot of different ways of doing this. Now I'm just curious, like, have you looked into or spoken with your accountant about it, the HST implication? when you use your own property commercially. So when you're using Airbnb, that's a a commercial use and they want to potentially charge you HST on your building. But I've heard there's ways around this, but I've never got a conclusive. Yes. This is how you get around this. She, she said she'll, she'll look kind of more into it. I wasn't going to let that hold me back uh, Mm -hmm. in the position I was in, but no, that was brought to my attention. Uh, When you speak to your accountant, that's one of the things that that she told me it's an active business. Uh, If you own the building yourself, it's something you should bring up to my attention. Um, But hopefully uh, I plan on doing more arbitrage than there being my own because of um, kind of getting out of the buy and holds right now. When I do step back into the buy and holds, I think it'll be multifamily, something that's friendlier with financing, friendlier with banks changing my mindset. Like, well, what would mm-hmm. I want to do with the multifamily now? How is that going to help me out in the long term? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I was growing, right? Uh, if, it's, yeah. if it's not duplexed to me now in the local area, how's that going to help me? So just, just changing things up a bit and you just, you have to just pivot and move. Like I said, I think that's mm-hmm. one of my, my advantages. If you see it's not working or you see there's repercussions of something, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you have to find a better way. Yeah, I'm. I'm still. You still got my brain turning, man, and giving me ideas. <laughs> We're gonna have to talk more. Um, yeah, maybe even though we can put our heads together on uh, on something down here for uh, for Airbnb arbitrage. I feel like there's so much opportunity just all over the place for that. Very keen on the Florida market. Uh, the numbers yeah. are so friendly, and uh, just with their uh, political stance right now, I can't see yeah. them going anywhere but forward. And I believe. If I'm not correct, past mm-hmm. five years, real estate has already been on the, the, the elevation. It's already been raising up a little bit from where it was. Uh, I think there's crash. Yeah. Not like, ago, right? Not like, uh, so Florida was like 2008 crash, took forever to recover, but it's been very slow and steady. It hasn't been like home where as of 2016, everything just went insane. Uh, it hasn't been like that. They've been insane for the last two years. So they had like a 15% growth last year. And then this, uh, this most recent year, there were, um, over a 20%, I believe. So it's, it's picking up steam, but that's very different in my mind from, you know, where we're, you know, Burlington, where it's been five straight years, six straight years of insanity. And it was already pretty aggressive growth before that too. Um, I would, I would almost take that, that natural growth now. Uh, although oh, it's as, as, although it's not, uh, as juicy as you'd like, it's so fun playing the game up here, but sustainable, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, sustainable model, uh, will this work forever? There's no way in heck it will work forever. It's not going to keep this way. So why not try to learn to do it? Not the hard way, but the more modest way, not relying on the unknowns and truly, truly doing it as a business. And I truly see that with, with Florida, especially because yeah. it is a vacation rental market too. Just, just that alone, uh, the people, the bodies that come to Orlando. Yeah, the bodies I've heard that come into Orlando a week or just, I think it was like 10, minimum oh, 10,000 yeah. people a week. It's like, wow. Wow, just just that's Orlando alone, right? So, yeah. So Orlando is not one I'm super keen on, though, because I don't know. I feel like it's so reliant on Disney, you know, being operational, and you know, why else would you want to come inland, Florida? 
you know, whereas the ocean's so beautiful, not to say that Orlando can't be great. I know lots of people uh, do it, but if you give me the choice, can I be, you know, Gulf coast or Orlando? I think, uh, you know, Gulf coast is the winner. Doesn't mean that if a recession were to hit that you would, you know, not be impacted on the Gulf coast. Of course, I think you would, but I think the real benefit there is, uh, you know, the numbers right now, and now this could change at any time, still seem to work roughly where there would be some cash flow or a break even, even rented out to a family. And this, there's sort of the same things happening down here where rents are getting pushed past where the average family can afford it. So we're going to see more like, you know, I, as much as I don't like this, you will see it like two families living together in the same house and stuff like that. Um, it's just, be, it's just going to become more and more of a reality down here. Uh, but right now the numbers, like we've said, they still seem to work a bit better. So is this something you're actively considering um, diversifying and getting into this market as well down, down in Florida? Yeah, I believe the government's kind of forced our hand in that sense. And mm-hmm. mentorships helped me grow with that as well. It's something I would have been like, yeah, when I'm 59, like, 5960 that's when I'll get a place in Florida and you you get into mentorship and you get into growth and you get into rooms where you feel very uncomfortable yeah. and they 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 humble you like I know his name's Ben Ben Ben's my mentor Ben humble but it's truly humbling it's not just him himself when you're around other successful people or other people who have a broader mindset it's humbling and mm-hmm. you know you get asked like what are your plans and you put it out there so 59 why 59 like you're 33 like why 59 you know and it's start asking yourself questions like, why, why 59? Why would I wait to do something uh, that I believe I have the capability to do now? Uh, Possibly have better power doing it down there. Yeah. And then with the circumstances of the country, I started to naturally look elsewhere uh, within the last two years, possibly uh, Mm -hmm. to move, move away for a short term, just to uh, get a little bit of clarity and a little bit of freedom. And now they've kind of forced my hand. I can't look away. You start to look into numbers. You you see Mm -hmm. yourself doing business down there. You posted a video earlier get my, get my head turning with your, with your yeah. build lots. And you, 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 when your hands forced and now you, you recognize opportunity, it's so hard to look back the other way. And you yeah. kind of see you're doing things just as hard here locally. And I'm involving myself because I'm close. I don't go to my properties as often as I, I you know, I used to, mm-hmm. but I'm still here and I, I still can be pulled in so easily because it's just the easiest options for me to just go yeah. by. Right. And I'm aware of that. And I think that's the number one thing. So I was forced my hand to look, look elsewhere. And now, now I won't look back. Now I won't look back. Yeah. 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 I'm with you. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to to move out of your own backyard because you know, things, you know, people. And then when you're not in your own backyard, like you said before, now all of a sudden your competitive advantage, your unfair advantage is now gone. And now you just have your knowledge, which that, that should be. And I think our approach, our systems and our knowledge should be our unfair advantage, the way we approach things and our mindset. So I think if we kind of transition to that, as you've sort of indicated, that opens up the possibilities. Now you can move further away. And it was, this was a big thing for me to be able to invest far away because I, you know, I just, I I was not quick to trust. So I had to do things a little bit differently, but like you said, sometimes you just got to force yourself or sometimes you get forced when your current market doesn't work. And a lot of it is like, yeah, I talk to people and they're doing a lot in spite of everything. And that's the great thing about this network is you see people doing that, you talk to them and they push you, they push you to do more yourself. So it's great. And yeah, I was just up there in Cape Coral this morning, checking out the lots and, and like, you know, scratching my head over the numbers and saying like, what am I missing? Like <laughs> makes so much more sense here than home. No, you hit the nail on the head, Andrew, you mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's even with, you said the lot prices have gone up and stuff like 
it could go up drastically and it would, it would still make sense or be on par with yeah. what sense is up here. So yeah. Yeah. I just feel, uh, with being up here, like I said, it's a great ride ride to be on, mm-hmm. but is it sustainable? And am I truly, uh, am I truly, truly as well-rounded as I think I am? Mm-hmm. If you took one advantage of mine away from being local and you take the appreciation that we've been riding, you know, I know forced, I know forced equity. That's what I do. Forced appreciation. Yeah. I, I tend to only buy anything that's completely unrenovated, but I'm, I'm just like not being naive, trying to yeah. humble myself. And, and you, you get asked questions and you kind of look at yourself and like, yeah, I'm not kidding myself on. Some people like kidding themselves on, right? I'm, yeah. not, I'm not like that. Like give me the whole yeah. cold hard truth and I want to grow. That's why I'm here. So. Mm. Yeah, I can definitely tell you, like, I've been saved by appreciation. I, I, my model was always forced appreciation and I've, I've been decent at that, but the market's also always complimented me, right? If that hadn't happened, you know, my profit margins would have been a lot less appealing. They would have still been okay for the most part, but yeah, thank, thank goodness for the appreciation, appreciation. But at the same time, I never bank on that. Never want to. Cause if you start banking on that, then you could get a really ugly surprise too. Yeah, so it's scary. That's a scary yeah. thing. So Cam, where do people reach you or where do they follow you? Uh, Cam Griffith 88 or yeah, Cameron Griffith 88 on Instagram uh, and Midlothian Suites. You can follow our Airbnb arbitrage company. We've got another unit launching in the Aldershot area shortly. So we'll have, uh, have lots going on on there and really trying to turn things up on the social media side. So hopefully, you know, it'll be a little bit funner for them to follow along as well uh, when, when they do, when they do go over our page. So yeah, feel free to touch base with us if you have a unit to rent as well, obviously. And yeah, uh, we can speak at arbitrage. Will you do uh, management for people at a fee or it's only arbitrage? We're starting into kind of like get into the CRMs and looking at that. And it's very, very feasible. Uh, we're, we're open to that. We, we're still an experience as being just a sole manager, uh, you mm-hmm. know, just managing, taking a small cut. Um, but it's obviously in our scope of work. We're already doing it. Um, yeah. but we're starting to present that to people as well. Hey, you want to, you know, have the Airbnb yourself and we just have the CRM yeah. um, and we manage things like that. Here's our systems. It's, it's flawless. Yeah. It's put together. Uh, for sure. We're open to that. Yeah. But right now I'm concentrating on the arbitrage just for a little bit more capital coming in liquid. Coming oh yeah. In. It's and better. Yes, it's better. And it just gives you, as I'm growing, I, I've got a phenomenal partner. We're like, we're like brothers. Like my mind think, thinks the same as his. It's crucial. Um, but it's control is a big thing, Andrew, as you know, right? Yeah. So when you're, when you're the full arbitrage, you can be in control. Um, but I think when I grow, I'll notice, notice that that will make more sense as all just, just managing as well. Mm-hmm. That'll come along. I think, I think naturally that'll grow. Yeah. It's a, it's a complimentary, um, part of it, but I mean, you just put it to them, Hey, you do the investment and in all the furniture or everything, get it all ready and we'll manage. We're good with that. Or you could just let us do everything and we'll just give you this yeah. set fee. I think a lot of them would just be like, yeah, I don't want to bother with any of that. You just, you, you just take it for, you know, 2,300 a month. Yeah. So yeah, it'd be awesome. A unique scenario, I think. Yeah, it would be. I'm sure you'd get a couple taking it. I know, I think Spencer and Ashley do uh, hire, they do get hired by people to do it. Maybe those are the ones they didn't offer uh, arbitrage to. Um, yeah. But uh, okay, very cool, Cam. Really appreciate the chat. And um, we'll have more to catch up on later. So I'll probably give you a shout uh, sometime soon. Absolutely. And thanks for your time. And uh, just just first and foremost, or lastly, I guess, thanks for uh, having the platform. I appreciate, I appreciate you giving so much value to myself specifically and everyone else. Uh, it really has gone a long way. Maybe, maybe not, you don't notice it as much, but I've uh, been, been a drastic part in my, uh, my journey. Glad to hear it, man. I really appreciate that. All right. Take care. 
You too. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Please make sure to share this episode far and wide. Help it help more people. I really appreciate you tuning in. I'll see you on the next one.